President Trump admitted that he believes climate is actually changing. He realized temperatures are warming when he noticed how much more glue his hair requires every morning. President Trump called Stormy Daniels horse face. In related news, horses now say they're the most bullied creatures in the world. But Trump criticizing anyone's appearance is like Ariana Grande criticizing your relationship choices. Ouch. Mm. The U.S. Embassy in Australia apologized for accidentally sending out a photo of a pajama-clawed cat dressed like the cookie monster. This incident has been classified as things that could get you murdered at the Saudi Arabian Embassy. The Trump administration says that 66 migrant children are still separated from their parents. President Trump is in no hurry to reunite those children with her parent with their parents because he says those kids are a bunch of uggos. Mm. And the royal family announced yesterday that Meghan Markle is pregnant. Now her sonogram showed ten fingers, ten toes, and a giant hat with a bird on it. Mm. Speaking of parents, <laughs> uh, uh, concerned about germs from strangers, many parents are putting signs on their baby's car seats that say, please don't touch. Coincidentally, the same signs are also being utilized by women who work with Brett Kavanaugh. The, the Trump, Trump Report starts, starts now. now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh, hey, with the effects and all. I like it. All right, hello and welcome to the Trump Report. I am your moderator for the day as Christian is off on vacay. And uh, I am is that joined. Where he is? I oh, think I so. Well, Was it? Or if it's business too, maybe a pleasurable <laughs> business. But he has left the show in our hands and hopefully we can make him proud today. So I hopefully. am joined by the usual crew, Tamara and Scott. Hi there. Hey guys. And uh, nice work on the jokes, mm-hmm. Scott. I, uh, you know, Christian has got to run for his money on this jokes <laughs> reading. That is some some skilled stuff there. Um, we start with Kanye because he's a good time for a dance party and a, I don't know, pre lunch time at the Oval Office. <laughs> I, I, I. Let me just say: is he is he self expressed? Or is he mentally off? I I thought this was really sad. And who are we talking about here, actually? That's yeah. a good question. It's, it's too, Which one are we talking about? It's too... It, Trump's mental disabilities, his extreme narcissism to me, is still laughable because he... His inability to admit it and it's... I mean, it, we're the butt of those jokes, the fact that we have a president who is mentally ill. But the... The the tape of Kanye saying those things that he did in the in the Oval Office. I mean, I can't even find humor in that. It's just I, so sad. That is sad. I actually sat down and like wrote to try and follow what he said. L- let me just try this for a couple of seconds and see if you can glean any point that he was exactly trying to make. It, uh, where I started, it says infinite universe, alternate universe. I am him, referring to Hoover. If you're black, you have to be a Democrat. Welfare makes people Democrats. Limit to amount of jobs. Men don't have uh, jobs. Fathers have to claim more children. Um, These aren't snippets. This is like a consecutive thought, right? Health institutions shut down. 
populations of mass incarceration, Chirac, murder rate down 20 percent. That's that's the first minute. And then bravery helps you win in the game of life. People try to scare me out of this hat. It gives me power in a way. My parents were separated and I'm married into a family of not a lot of male energy. And (laughs) um, poor Rob. (laughs) (laughs) And and okay so Rob's like the, the Tiffany of the Kardashians <laughs> got it okay yeah and uh, so no male energy and he said I love Hillary but the I'm with her campaign it didn't feel something like a dad who'd play basketball with his son I, I, I take that to mean he's saying he didn't feel like it it appealed to him because it didn't include him. I'm thinking what's going on here. I wish we had a psychologist on the panel. That's right. what we really need. <laughs> we do. So, so what Trump you're, every week. So you're saying you're you're trying to disfe- you're trying to um uh what's that Dan Brown book? The um Oh the the um Eight. Not Angels and Demons, but the, 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 the other one with the code. Yeah, Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. You're trying oh, no. Da Vinci yes. Code that into what, what <laughs> this is like divine yes. meaning meaning that he actually I'm trying to see if there's some logic that can be found in here or to try and understand where he's coming from. So what it sounds like to me is that he felt that Trump is like a male father figure to him that could fill the void that he has felt. That's funny. That's actually what because I saw an interview with Don Lemon on CNN and that's exactly he, he like he was saying that. Uh, friends of Kanye's mother say that he hasn't been the same since his mother died. He desperately needs a father figure. He needs a hug. Um, well, he he found a willing recipient in Trump when Kanye got up and went to go hug him. But um, is there anything that we think positive that could come out of this meeting? I mean, you just listen to the whole rant, you know, 13th Amendment and abolishing the 13th Amendment, which trying to make sense of that, too. I think if there is some logic that he in there, it's that he's trying to do away with the part that allows for slavery in the event that you have been convicted of a crime and the punishment requires imprisonment. That's what the 13th Amendment says. Slavery is outlawed except in. And so it sounds like he wants to do away with that exception, because if you if you fall into the trap door you could be next to the unabomber yeah, <laughs> do you remember that part? yes i do um yeah i think that was part of what he was trying to get at because you know and kim and him that the big thing is the the prison reform and but, but i mean the whole thing was just it, the optics were insane and first of all you had uh hurricane michael which we can get to later that had mm-hmm. just gone through and here we see these two men having it just felt like a joke that even the snl cold open felt was not funny because it was basically true. You can't and make a joke about a joke. About, it exactly. Work. It doesn't work. And then you looked at, and I looked at Trump's empty desk. I was like, that basically represents his head. There was nothing on that desk. <laughs> it was completely empty. And I just thought, that's like his head. There was this void I here. Mean, you and might you think he's a minimalist, crazy... except you know from Trump Towers no. and stuff, he's not. No, that's why it was like the whole thing was just, it. I couldn't believe, I felt like we were in some alternate reality that just did not feel real, that this is where we are in this country, that we had... Kanye West having this Oval Office meeting with 50 reporters sitting around. It was just the most bizarre thing. And listening to Morant and make really no coherent sense. To put him on on TV and do that, it just felt like P.T. Barnum just trotting out, just 
a sad a sad anomaly for the sake of public entertainment like that it it's it just speaks to Trump's own narcissism that that's how it does he Trump wasn't even meaning to insult Kanye or anything like that it's just that he is such a narcissist that somebody praising him is all that matters it doesn't matter if it's a mentally disabled person it doesn't matter if it's Hitler it, if somebody is praising him Trump wants to give I'll them a it. platform, and he will take it. Well, I think the only good thing to come of this is that anybody who was nervous about engaging in politics because they didn't know enough should now have yes. no concern That's about true. expressing their opinions. <laughs> so everybody, true. do away with your insecurities about not being informed enough to have an opinion because, look... Right. Now, that's a, that's a definitely a mm-hmm. good point. And, but it, it does go back to also just that whole theory that uh, Trump is just playing president. He doesn't even know what it really means. And here yeah. we just see more stuff of like, here's the media and well, the circus and, then, and the entertainment. But he doesn't have any the grasp other part on actual that didn't make, <laughs> make sense to me. So Kanye, part of his rant was about he went to Adidas and he was trying to say that he wants to bring manufacturing onshore, but not just onshore, like into the core, meaning into Chicago, because Chicago is the core of the Midwest and yada, yada. And then Adidas, their market cap went way up and he's called it the Yeezy or it's called the Yeezy Yeezy effect. effect. He didn't Mm -hmm. name it that. It's called that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I understand that Yeezys are actually made in China. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like both of these men come from the same world of thinking that you can just say something and behave completely inconsistent with what you say. Right. And, and then everyone – and it's just what, lies. It doesn't matter. You know, when a, all that doesn't matter anymore. When a celebrity owns a fashion brand, which so many of them do, mm-hmm. they're, they're the mascot of it. They're not the business person behind it. So I don't even think when it comes to are we going to manufacture in the United States or overseas, decisions like that, I don't – I mean, I'm just assuming, but right? I don't think that's up to the celebrity. So Kanye thinks that he had the impact of bringing it stateside, but it's yeah. Well, like I don't, I don't not. think he has enough business, like like um, like Intel grasp of his own company to be able to say where he manufactures. Like yeah, I mean, look, he probably. I mean, he has a say because that's his image, and he could go in and say, you know, whatever contractor deal he has signed and say, no, I want to have it done here. And then he has the professional business person that's the other half of the business that's running the day-to-day that would say, no, we're going to keep making it in China because it's cheaper, and this is why we're doing it. You can tell people whatever you want, but this is what we're doing. So usually you end up having someone attached to, like, a celebrity's brand that actually is handling the day-to-day, and that's most cases with a lot of people with the face of a company. They'll, you know, obviously they provide some of the capital and some of the money and the investment and the image and everything else, and then you have someone that's running the professional, like, day-to-day business stuff. But, look, he's still a part of it, so I guess theoretically, depending, he could maybe say something, but would it actually happen? Doubtful, because, like, everything else, like, Ivanka's... I was going to say crap, but, you know, her stuff is basically yeah. made in China and everywhere else, too. And a lot of, of, of Trump's stuff is made overseas as well. So, you know, it's nice talk, but there's really no action behind it right now. And uh, it's probably never going to change because it's just it's cheaper. And again, Americans would be like we always talk about, be very upset and have sticker shock if they had to pay the real price for stuff. If things were all made here in the U.S. So yeah. you can't have it both ways. I like the part where uh, so where, where Kanye says, um, 
liberals liberals would try to control a a, a, a <laughs> liberals would try to control a black person thing the cheat the concept of racism because uh they knew we're very proud um if you ask a liberal they'll say about trump oh but he's racist you think racism can control me so like He's basically not refuting Trump being racist. Like, if we're going to try to... Oh, I, so it says, like, yeah, and? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. basically yeah. his response? Yeah. So, I mean, it's fruitless to try to derive any sort of meaning from anything that he says. But if I were going to try, it's like, he's not even in your face. Like, these aren't favorable things to be saying about Trump if anything is being said, you know? Mm-hmm. Scott, want to... Any last words on Kanye? Uh, we could talk about this the whole entire time, how, to be how, honest. But. Well, the other thing is one of the big things he was talking about or that he said he was sent to talk about was the stop and frisk. But uh, that's not a federal policy. Mm-mm. That is something that's done state by state, city, city by, by city. city. Mm-hmm. So um, that's I thought that was just important for viewers to know who want to be well informed about what is actually the power of the presidency a whole mm-hmm. lot but stop and frisk is not in that realm right just like and just like a lot of state things he has no say over what what happens uh with states yeah. and cities so all right so now let's turn to stormy daniels she was in the news today because her defamation lawsuit against the president has been tossed um so much so that her uh that she's going to be liable for his attorney's uh Fees, which is a big win for Trump. Um, He took to Twitter, of course, to congratulate himself (laughs) and uh, and and take it to a new level. Mm -hmm. So he in this new tweet calls her horse face. Um, Your response to that, Tamara? I mean, are we surprised at his gloating and name calling and bullying. Here's what I thought well, was really uh, interesting. No, I, well, to talk I was just going to say before we get to her responses, I think it's if, if you're going to talk about appearances, interesting for an orange-looking person who has hair that looks like horse hair to be calling someone else names. And again, it, it just goes back to the infuriating way that he treats women, and what we already saw through the Kavanaugh hearings and everything else. It's just it's one more thing that just is sickening and disgusting and not to mention that this was one lawsuit out of many that are still happening this is not he made it sound like it was all done and he was vindicated and he won but there's still the whole stuff with the hush money and all that stuff that was going with the the hush money that was paid to him and michael cohen and all that that's still ongoing which is the real crime yeah this was more of that silly kind of you know defamation defamation always a long shot especially exactly when it's against somebody who's in the public public eye eye, right right it was so it was already going to be a very difficult one because of the fact that it didn't have much gravitas behind it because of that and what she was focused and what the lawsuit focused on tell me correct me if i'm wrong but it focused on a tweet as the specific Mm -hmm. issue of libel and so i mean that seems like that would make that even more difficult this is Mm -hmm. I, i this is why i think we need to Ignore the tweets. This this horse face mm-hmm. comment is a perfect example of like we are only giving it further platform by and I don't mean we the panel. I mean we media, the people, media, yeah. media, we, we everybody, the yeah. people, well, media in general. That's why I want to kind of move through this because it is newsworthy and we should talk about it. But then I don't want to give it 
too much airtime. Mm-hmm. So let me get to Stormy Daniels' response. She says, ladies and gentlemen, may I present your president. In addition to his um, shortcomings, he has demonstrated his incompetence, hatred of women, and lack of self-control on Twitter again. And perhaps a penchant for bestiality. Game on, <laughs> Tiny. Oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't either, but I got to retweet oh, that later. Stormy for the win. Yes. Stormy for the win. Ooh. Ooh. So. Yes. Does she just own Trump in yeah. that tweet? Did she take back the win? Yeah, I think that's a pretty great response. Um, Why? I've got to retweet that. I, okay, great. Good for you, Stormy. Good I, for She doesn't you. put up with that, and she really gives... Yeah, we no I, that that is just evidence that t- in today's in in 2018, porn stars are more articulate than the president of the free world. But that's what I'm saying. It goes back to the Kanye meeting. It's like this is just like this weird, bizarre, alternate reality that I keep thinking we're going to wake up from, and this cannot be real. Mm-hmm. This just cannot be real, like you said, mm-hmm. that we're engaging with uh, porn stars on Twitter with Donald Trump and. And Kanye West is meeting with him in the Oval Office with incoherent and, thoughts. And I'm reluctant just... to say that because that makes it sound like I'm <sighs> saying porn stars no. have no no right to be intelligent right, and articulate. Of course, they are. Absolutely, absolutely, they do. Smart, but a lot if of smart you were to people. say who's smarter, a porn star or a president, who would you put your money on? Well, and it's not even that. It's the fact that there's it's it's gotten to a point where again it's entertainment and it's just a circus. Regardless of porn star, celebrity with Kanye West, yeah. whatever it is, there it, 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 it's taken away. What was supposed to be the presidential, you know, that was at another level mm-hmm. um, that represented our country. And yeah. that's what it goes down to. It's just this non-serious uh, joke of a circus day in and day out. And right. not real. So something else that has become a little bit of a circus is this Elizabeth Warren DNA mm-hmm. test showing that she is, I don't know what the right word is, a bit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Native American, and then the first question I had when I saw this was, "Why is she doing this now?" Do mm-hmm. Either of you yeah. have an opinion on that? Um, the timing of it—that's a—that's a really good question. I I took when I watched the video, my main takeaway from it was not. Um, it, it was that the point of her video to me was showing how um, insulting the GOP has been to Native Americans. In in their attempt to poke fun at Elizabeth Warren, they are they are um insulting Native Americans by doing the like this thing and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like that's that's what I took away from it. Like I don't and, and also that she was claiming that she never received any sort of like educational or um uh, platform scholarship. Bene- scholarship or 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 like career job, job mm-hmm. benefits from being Native American. I did find it interesting that she, like, I I think it was very telling the fact that she doesn't say what the percentage was on those test results because um, I, I would think that even if it was 1%, then say it's 1%. I did my, I did my DN, I did 23andMe, and Same I here. am 1% Native American, and I wasn't expecting to be any. I didn't know that there was any, but I was 1%. And the fact that she didn't even say a percentage i'm just like was it like point yeah zero you know like mm-hmm. how small was it it doesn't matter <laughs> scott and i both like, of our brains yes, went somewhere else we were back okay. to the trump yeah. uh, you know tweet basically from stormy daniels I'm scott, like, okay. what do you make of this i don't know whether to call it a stunt or is this an i i what do you, I what mean, do you think this is it felt like a stunt but 
the, the thing, regardless of what the percentage is with Elizabeth Warren, the only thing that I would say in her defense is, you know, what happens a lot of times before all these DNA tests came out, which, I, of course, I probably wouldn't have kept talking about it unless I knew for sure what my, you know, heritage really was, and she has brought it up in the past. I think the name-calling and Pocahontas and everything is, again, disgusting, and we've allowed Trump to get away with that and now other GOP people. But the the point is is that maybe she because like i'd grown up everyone had grown up at some point said oh you know there's you have cherokee or you have native american in your background and maybe at this point she's in what her mid-60s mm-hmm. maybe she's grown up but told like oh yes your family has native american blood in it from your great 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 grandfather but nobody really knew for sure and maybe it was something that had just been and with she her made it, in the video it made it sound like it was to the degree that it, that was part of the family like right part her of the family didn't want to date or her father's family yeah you know, gave him hell for dating his mother because she was supposedly, you Right. Know. And that was probably something that was told and sort of became like, this is my reality, without maybe going in and getting the test and knowing for sure that maybe it really wasn't as much. Because we also thought we had more, I don't know exactly the percentage, but in our family, but it was definitely not as much as, as was told to us growing up as well. So I think you get that story a lot from a lot of families. And, and I would also add, like, you know, the whole there's been the whole thing and it was in the LA Times this weekend about Kevin McCarthy, who's number three and number no two Republican in the House, whose brother in law was running a very successful company under a, you know, thing listed that he was also Native American, mm. which he isn't, and was getting all these SPA deals and everything else, which Kevin McCarthy said that he was not involved with that. But, you know, they were getting really great, you know, priority for construction deals and making a lot of money being listed as a Native American-run uh, company. So, you know, in some aspects, that's a bigger issue when you're basically fraud the government than maybe Elizabeth Warren saying, oh, I'm Native American to me, and then it's less than maybe what she thought when she got mm. tested. I don't know yeah. if she should have yeah. pushed that you yeah. know narrative so far without knowing for sure, but I think, again, the way the GOP has taken it out and Trump has taken it to a whole other level is, again, despicable and gross, and it goes back to Obama with the birth certificate and and again, these clear issues of issues that he has with racism and with women just continues to be front and center. And, you know, he continues to get away with it, too. She just paid the million dollars to her charity yes. of choice. Be a man of his word. But he doesn't have a million dollars. So let's be honest. And he still doesn't release his tax returns. But your question about the timing of this. Yeah, the timing. Is a good question. Is a I don't question. know. Why? Don't, Why did this come out now? Yeah, I don't Do you know. have a guess? I don't. I, I was hoping that one of you guys did <laughs> because I don't. The only. The only. I, I, I don't know. Maybe this was a stunt for fundraising. I, I don't know. Right. Um, but the real bummer is that, I, you know, I hear now that the Cherokee Nation has come and said something pretty kind of derogatory to her, that they were offended by it. But then I wondered, and maybe you guys have seen, were they ever offended by Trump calling her uh, Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas? I mean, that would seem to be more offensive than yes. somebody claiming heritage even if it's right itty bitty right um yes i've heard in the past that that's been obviously that is gross you know for the nickname so i have heard that um definitely people have been upset about his use of that but um yeah i don't know we'll have to look into a little bit more and maybe circle back to it next week as as to why this came out now. Mm-hmm. It feels like a weird timing. Did I, I did. I did see something but. that said this was probably it, uh, if there was a goal of this um, video that was released, it was for Democrats who maybe were suspecting that she was 
lying about the Native American. So so not not to get her to appeal to Republicans or to think that this was some sort of uh, gotcha to Trump, like but that, to bolster but her street to bolster cred among, among her own supporters Got who might have been losing. Uh, as who might have been, you know, losing faith in her. Well, that's okay. what I was wondering. And is it something to get it out now? So if she really does have 2020 ambitions that it's sort of far enough in the past that it's not dug up when she's potentially running in, in, in primaries or, or whatever. That was the only thing I could think of. But I don't know if somebody was going to release the result. I don't know what it was to where it felt like it was now and not even like after the elections and right. everything. So it's, it is weird timing and I don't really know. At this point, I really wish that I had... Christian setup of the live what? chat so I could see if yeah. anybody in the chat uh, has any thoughts on the timing any of it. theories? But we will n- right now make a serious, hard right turn. Uh, not right, I left, know. not... Mm-hmm. not I know, it's like not We're becoming conservatives <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, we are absolutely not. But um, that this is a really, you know, big change in topic and you know, lightheartedness. Um, we're talking about now what appears to be the murder of a journalist. Mm-hmm. Jamal Khashoggi um, s- seems to have been killed while he was in um, the Turkish consulate. The, the Saudi it's Arabian consulate in, in Turkey. Turkey. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, even though Mike Pompeo is in Saudi Arabia now, with the crown prince who is denying any knowledge um, of what happened to Khashoggi. And Trump is now saying they're denying it, they're denying it, they're denying it. Uh, it appears He's saying what, Saudi Arabia is denying it? Yes. Any knowledge of it. What we do know is that he was being interrogated uh, and that it's being called an interrogation gone wrong. And we know that there was a bone cutter involved. I just (laughs) cannot. Um, Besides, the first, I mean, he was a member of the media. He was a Washington Post contributor. He was a resident of the United States. Um, Just on a, like a personal level, what does this do to you when you hear this in the news. What does this make you think of? Is this a story about a journalist? Is this about Saudi Arabia? What do you think is the core of 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 where this issue is going to be? Because for Trump, you know, this is all just a how is this going to make me look, right? So how is this going to impact Trump and the appearance of whether Trump's on the right side of things or Trump's got um, got a good leadership s- spot in 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 how he's determining what what he's going how the response is going to be. Is this a mess or is this another time where it looks like it might be a mess? And he's like, you know, I'm just going to turn this around and be really strong on this. This is what the horse face horse face tweet was deflecting mm-hmm, from. Mm-hmm. It's th- mm-hmm. this is what we should media we media and we the people should be focusing on things like this and not him bullying, you know, but we're stupid people in our brains. It's, it's easier <laughs> it's to only, wrap it, our yes. dumb brains around calling someone horse face right. and weighing in with an opinion on that than something when real issues that are a lot heavier. 
Yeah, I mean, he's like Teflon Don. I feel like he just gets away with it and gets away with it and gets away with it. And he has these weak answers, which he had with Russia for so long mm-hmm. about the meddling. Oh, I believe him, and I believe the crown prince, and he didn't. they didn't have any involvement. And I, I think, it, not saying it's right or wrong, but it's a very... It's a bigger, more complicated relationship with Saudi Arabia. On one hand, it's like we've looked the other way for years, and this goes back with Democratic presidents as much as Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, with the money and the oil and the resources we get from them, we've looked the other way You know, when they were very conservative and didn't allow women to drive to all these other issues that they have. But they've always kind of been on our side with certain things like with the Middle East, with Iran, and right now with that horrible war in Yemen, and Yemen which nobody really talks about yeah. and how brutal that's been. Um it, and so it's a very complicated donating relationship. Donating money to the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very complicated relationship that's not as easy to say, oh, yes, you know, this is, you know, we can just cut this off of the past. No pun intended with what mm-hmm. happened to this poor journalist. But I do feel that as the leader of the U.S. I wouldn't have even US, made that connection if you didn't say no pun intended. The, the fact is he has also allowed this sort of behavior to happen with him calling the press the enemy of the people. And yes. him completely degrading the press and the freedom of the press through the past couple of years. And it allows these other countries to look at us and say, well, if he feels this way, now we have a stronger argument to be able to get away with with press and people representing the press that we don't like. And we know that, um, and I can't ever say his name correctly. Khashoggi? Yes, Khashoggi had written a lot of neg- negative pieces about right. Saudi Arabia and the government. He used to be an insider yes. with the regime and yes. then started to become a critic mm-hmm. of how they went about um, business, so to speak. Right, and all the business dealings and other things that were going on. So, of course, he was a critic, and he was now in their way when they're trying to supposedly turn over New Leaf and try to be more modernized okay. and try to have, you know, and this guy is now getting in the way of those plans. So, um, but it does, it's a chilling effect because when you have a president of the U.S. deriding the press, it gives some of these autocrats and these countries with more strong-arm leaders the uh, the freedom to feel that they can do whatever they want with journalists and not pay any repercussions. So I think it is a dangerous place to be in because if we don't have a really strong response to this, regardless of what money and oil and things that we are potentially going to lose out on, it's it's going to continue to lead down a more slippery slope in the future with other places and um, you know even our own uh, treatment of the press has, has been at jeopardy. So it's, it is very chilling. If there is anything... Um that's been positively contributed to our political discourse. It is the uh, discussion around the sale of arms to Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. that has come up uh, following the death because there is a, what was it, $110 billion arms sales mm-hmm. that the United States is selling that much worth of weapons to Saudi Arabia. And Trump actually spoke about it on 60 Minutes on Sunday night. And he mm-hmm. was asked, you know, would you consider withdrawing that deal if we were to find out that the Saudis are behind this? Mm-hmm. And Trump, I don't know, very honestly said, maybe it's honest, I'm not sure. Um, no, he would not withdraw the deal because it would hurt companies like Raytheon and Boeing and one other weapons company that I am forgetting off the top of my head, but it would hurt them and it would hurt jobs and therefore cost us a lot of money and therefore no. And I said, wow, I mean, at least he's, I think he just doesn't know that being honest about that is so gross. 
to I mean, these are our American values that right. we are going to money sell mm-hmm. arms to countries. We don't care what the countries do with these weapons, who they kill with them, and uh, we're we're going to still do business with them when they murder journalists. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's the same thing as with meeting with Kim Jong Kim Jong Un. Like people, every other world leader refused to do that. Because of the way that he treated his people, and it was like a freeze out to to be like if you I don't know. There's probably a word in international diplomacy for that type of freeze out. Mm-hmm. I, I you are being inhumane to your own people. Therefore, we are refusing to acknowledge you mm-hmm. as a world leader. Trump ignores that sort of social contract among world leaders mm-hmm. and just does what's in his own best interest. And this is just another example of that. Right. And I'm sure, again, it's not even about the American corporations, but what is his involvement? And we don't know because he doesn't re- release his tax returns. So what kind of involvement does he have with some of these deals in Saudi Arabia and what money does his organization get? Right. He from is, these of course, deals? already tweeted, so, I don't have anything to do right. with them. But same thing he said in Russia, and there's definitely international involvements there. So it, it comes back to what's in the best interest for him, mm-hmm. and a lot of that has to do with what's in the best interest well, for our, America. There's because a clip to that. showing him from I think it's 2015 mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, of course he likes the Saudis. They have bought 40 to 50 million dollars mm-hmm. worth of real estate from him. So right. why wouldn't he like them?" Right. Um, this you know just goes to show that when he says he doesn't have interest with a, a country or a regime he often often does or at least did in the past and probably still does like you said and yeah. and and probably is making more now that he has this current job yeah. to be able to go and find new investments for future stuff so yeah the whole thing is is definitely goes back to what's in his best interest followed by okay if, if what's good for america because it's gonna be good for me yeah. sort of thing uh i have seen that there are politicians on both sides of the aisle that are really disgusted with what has happened. Lindsey Graham was on Fox talking about it, saying how he always goes out on the limb for Saudi Arabia, but no Middle Eastern <laughs> country deserves this. Uh, they have been through hell. <laughs> and he he did narrow down the bad actor here to uh, MBS. Mm-hmm. Um didn't want to paint the whole regime with the same brush. Right, because there's thousands of people, you know, there's thousands of people in the in the family. I mean, there's so many. It's 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 very large. <laughs> so while I see that Trump is probably going to play the denial game. Right, of course. If enough of people on both sides of the aisle are talking about this and saying this is unacceptable, could you see a day where Congress somehow I don't know, puts an end to the arms deal or I, I don't see it with a, with a Republican Congress at all. Don't see sanctions. Don't see anything changing uh, with a Republican Congress. Even though some of them are outspoken but we've now seen that, critics. We've seen that so many times in the past, and yeah. they're still going to be following behind Trump. As, I mean, it goes back to Jeff Flake and other ones that kept saying, and they're not even running again, mm-hmm. that could have stood up and really pushed it more and didn't. So people that are, especially right now, they're in difficult re-election campaigns, they might be more critical, especially if they're in areas where they could potentially lose. Um, and then once the elections are done, I don't really see anything changing unless, you know, uh, the parties change hands in, in, in the House and 
less likely in the Senate, then you're not going to see really any major changes. I don't I don't see it. I don't know if that's me becoming more cynical, but as long as Trump is going to play this denial game and we see the money that's flowing from these deals yeah. um, and the cheaper oil and, you know, Saudi Arabia has a big presence with OPEC, I, I, I just don't see anything major changing um, unless more to this story comes out because then, like you said, he's going to have more deflections, calling people horse-faced and whatever else is going to happen the next day. Yeah. What's going to happen with the recovery here locally with Hurricane Michael? How is the economy going to keep doing the next couple of weeks? I just always wonder, what would it take to alter our values such that we would say, no, money is not more <laughs> important. <laughs> well, that than... is the American value, and that always has been, and, and it, that's part of the thing. Is that's it really, really jobs? Because when you say jobs, you know, that's a big trigger word for people. Jobs. Oh, yes, we're for jobs. Yeah. But, it, you know, you don't want to lose jobs at Raytheon and Boeing. and stuff. Right. But if you were really just about jobs, you would legalize drug sales. You would legalize prostitution. There's lots of right. jobs there. So is it really about the and jobs? Would... Is it really about the money that are going to these private Companies exactly, yeah. it's that are ninety eight percent supported by taxpayers. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, jobs, uh, renewable jobs in the field of renewable energy are like seven times growing more, far more as the coal industry is dying. So if we cared about jobs, you would be investing in in those industries, mm-hmm. not in dying coal industry. But that industry, the money is going into the pocket of whatever specific. Right. People that is getting you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very true. (sighs) Okay. Yeah, it makes me feel cynical and sad and and scared to see something like that happen is just so chilling. Just no words. Yeah. Um, And especially what it represents of the freedom of the press. And to have someone, it's just, I, I just... I have no words for it. But, yeah, it's an awful God, chilling effect on international. I know. I know. All right. Well, now we can lighten things up maybe a little bit with the 60-minute interview. Mm-hmm. Um, the theme for me that kept coming up over and over was Trump wanting everybody to know that he's not a baby. He mentioned <laughs> know, right? that was his response <laughs> to like three different things. To talk When Leslie Stahl asked about don't you know all the things – that Kim Jong Un has done. Yes, I know. I'm not a baby. Um, not what, a baby. <laughs> what else? Um, what have you learned? Oh, how how um, difficult politics is. I used to think Manhattan real estate people uh, were the you know worst, toughest people, but no, now they're babies. Um, and there was one other situation in which babies. I'm not a baby. I'm not a baby. I know. I tried to watch it. and I couldn't even get through it. It was just so hard. Yeah, lots He's of difficult to listen to he is. listen to speak. Like I'm I'm appalled that people don't seem to <laughs> even even his even if you are a supporter of his who is an intelligent person, how does him, his sentence structures not want to make you want to rip your eyeballs out? Right. And and probably the worst offending moment would be like in the meantime, I'm president and yeah, you're and not. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. Um is That's it, the epitome of being a baby. <laughs> you you can't have nanner, adult nanner, conversations nanner. exactly, and you put it all back, and the whole thing about oh, we won, so who cares if Ford's testimony was um, true or not? And we won, and, that's and all whether that I was respectful right, or not, or respectful or not. And yeah. again, that's the epitome of being a baby. That's not being the grown up, mm. and especially being a president. That's far from it. And um, it's it's embarrassing. It's disgusting. And yeah, I mean that's the, that's the exact definition of being what a baby is is his behavior right there very well said i think i will leave that right there and (laughs) now looking forward to um 
not just the midterms, but we're first going to look all the way forward to 2020. Mm -hmm. There was a poll that came out conducted by CNN, and I wanted to leave the entire analysis to our poll master, (laughs) Scott Moore. Uh. Tell us about what this poll showed. You and Stormy Daniels, both nicknamed poll master. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Look, the thing is, is that it's all a popularity contest right now. It doesn't mean anything. And I think people are getting so caught up in it because, like, a lot of Democrats like, we don't want Joe Biden. Before we go uh, further into that, let's just tell the people what this poll found. 33% would vote for Joe Biden. Was it that high? I thought it was, like, 13%. 13 was for Bernie. Oh, Bernie. That's right. 9% was for Kamala uh, Kamala Harris. Harris. 8% for Warren. Mm -hmm. Then it was... 5% 5% Booker, 5% mm-hmm. Kerry, 4% Michael Bloomberg, 4% Beto O'Rourke, mm-hmm. um, who is fighting Ted Cruz right mm-hmm. now for a Senate seat, 3% Eric Holder, and 2% L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti, followed yeah. by like 1% Except for Avenatti. Avenatti mm-hmm. and, yeah. Um, I, I forgot that Biden's was so high. I think, again, it comes down to a lot of people are comfortable with Joe Biden and feel like he can match head-to-head with Trump being the same kind of background and being the, you know, gaff-prone, um, the blue-collar worker who really connects to the blue-collar worker from, you know, the middle America, and he came from Delaware, and he's just an everyday guy. And I think a lot of people right now feel that that's comfortable. Um, but again, but the I, big problem is, is that this would be like the exact same thing as Obama, right? Right. But I wouldn't read too much into it. What I was going to say is at this point, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, at this point, it's you just could put anyone on there. Yeah, yes, it's you just, know exactly. It, you it's know just what it name means recognition. To me? What's that? I want to throw this poll in the face. You know how many times leading up to the 2016 election did I hear from uh, from Democrats, men, Democratic men, we need a woman in office mm-hmm. so badly. I would vote for any woman, just not that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think that, huh? Mm-hmm. You think you would vote for any woman, just not that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought an interesting part of this poll was it asked people whether they thought Trump would win or lose. Right. It was close. It was close. It's actually gotten closer than what it used to be. 46% say that he Mm -hmm. would win. 47% say that he would lose. Mm -hmm. I think he would win. I well, first of all, if he does run again, I'm still not, and I say that every week. But um, th- again, there's so much going to happen because once the midterms happen, there's going to be a lot of fresh new faces. There's going to be maybe potentially new progressive governors um, in big states. Like if Andrew Gillum wins in Florida, that race mm-hmm. is close. If Stacey Abrams pulls off a win in Georgia, which we need to if, talk about that because what's going on in Georgia right, right now that people may not be able voter to vote. suppression and, and things and the tactics yeah. again, uh, Republicans can only win by cheating a lot of these places. But besides that, if if for some she still pulls off a win um and senators you know new seats new faces there's gonna be a whole new crop of candidates uh that are gonna be out there that we may not even think about which was like obama if you were gonna be talking about him in 06 nobody would have heard of him really so there are so many new people that are gonna come out once we have the midterms and we have new people in, in power that may be new front runners that we aren't even thinking about now and then you have no idea what's going to happen with the Mueller investigation you have no idea what's going to happen with the economy so it's a well, lot of stuff Well actually that one I very... do know I'm well yes the majority I mean, of the economists yes. say a recession by 2020 Right and I agree that we're going to get out of the cycle but we don't know how bad it's going to be when mm. it's going to happen how it's going to start affecting people how people are 
are going to react to that, what people are going to be losing jobs and, and, and industries that are going to be dying off, and what those people were that had voted for Trump that may be disillusioned. So that's what I'm saying. There's so many what-ifs that this is just like you could have put anybody's name on this list at this point. And I think Joe Biden, like Hillary Clinton, is just a known quantity that's been around for so long and is comfortable and people are just like, great, because nobody else is... And Kamala Harris isn't even really known at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's getting herself out there. But there's so many things that have to happen between now after the midterms and once we get to those first primaries in Iowa in a little over 15 months from now, that a lot's going to change. So it's a first thing, and um, I don't read too much into it do at this we, point. Do we, the panel, think that the... Democrats are going to overtake the Senate and the House? Well, that is a good question, and that was the next question. Um, I mean, there were things that I saw this week that make me think it's less and less likely. For example, what's going on in Georgia where um, Stacey Abrams' opponent, Kemp is yeah, his Brian name. Kemp. Mm-hmm. He is – what is his role? That He's he Secretary of State right now, the current Secretary able, of State. And he is holding um, – Literally not allowing, I don't know how many thousand. It was like 53,000 uh, African-Americans mainly. Uh, and it was basically them being very strict on everything had to match up perfectly and your date of birth. And a lot of issues were happening with that where people's information was off. Um, and then the, if it didn't match up perfectly, they're not technically allowed to vote. But I guess they still can go vote if they can come in with their ID. I mean, it's a whole thing. Yeah. So it's still people should not feel that they can't vote. They should still go and make sure they vote because it's just still Please try. Yes, Please try people in vote. Georgia. Demand um, a provisional. Yes, at the very least, but I think yeah. it would be counted, um, you know, when they bring their ID. And the same thing with uh, Chris Kobach, who's running for governor in Kansas, who barely squeaked out a win in the primaries. He's also the current Secretary of State there, and there's a chance the Democratic candidate could win in, in the governorship in Kansas. Not out of the question. And that's what I'm saying. We're going to see a lot of the new, Koch brothers were new candidates like, there. So pissed. Um, Oklahoma may go Democratic. We have a lot of states that may flip over to the Democratic Democrats uh, as far as governorships, which is going to be huge. And I think that's why they also want to make sure they tamp down the voters because they're going to be responsible for uh, redistricting coming mm. 2020. All right. So, so, of course, more. Um, yes to the House for Democrats. Probably um, not Senate. Is yeah, my, my especially vote. the North Dakota. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's All a right. Whole other story. So we got three weeks to go for the midterms, mm-hmm. but we will be here Thanks. every week until then. Come back. Join us next week as we continue mm-hmm. the conversation on the Trump Report. And Christian will be back next week. Yes. Full house. Bye. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.